Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Highly Spiritual Person Podcast. I am Camille Elizabeth. This episode covers so many great topics, such as what is the nature of God? Do we have free will? The dangers of ego on the spiritual path? I sit down with Rex Bundy. He's a spiritual teacher from Southern Indiana, and he takes us through such an amazing journey that he's been on. He was raised Catholic as a child, but then he ends up going through this spiritual journey where he tries out all of these different religious perspectives, um, other uh, Christian perspectives such as Southern Baptist, Jehovah's Witness, Christian Science. He tries out the Eastern traditions. He tries out paganism, ceremonial magic, Kabbalah, and he ends up uh, landing on the path of water. So he'll explain in this episode what the path of water is, as well as his book called Who Do Men Say That I Am? So that link will be in the show notes below. But without further ado, here's my conversation with Rex Bundy. Rex Bundy, thank you so much for joining the show. I definitely consider you a highly spiritual person based off of everything that you've done in your life, your your teaching and your your background. Let's start off with just the basics, who you are, what you do, and how this all started. Well, I'm a, a human being named Rex Bundy. <laughs> um, I recognize that everything is spiritual mm -hmm. everything rocks um the uh the wall behind you everything has a spiritual aspect to it um you become aware of that and you um start accumulating wisdom when you when you contemplate that you spend time contemplating that that everything is spiritual everything is spiritual i Definitely agree with that. And I know I know we're going to dig into probably where that belief for you started, but what were you taught in childhood? Were you taught that everything is spiritual? Did you have a certain religious uh, upbringing? Uh, I was a Catholic, so uh, my teaching was that nothing was spiritual. <laughs> Do you tell? Okay, so so in your view, the way that Catholicism was was taught to you was nothing was spiritual. T tell me more about that. Um, human beings have a soul. Yeah. Rocks do not have a soul. Right. Dogs do not have a soul. Yeah. Um, you you are you are spiritual, but unless you uh, follow the path that they lay out for you. Um, that soul is 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 damned to hell. Um, that's why they baptize babies because uh, <laughs> without baptizing, um, you're 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 only going one direction. Yeah, and and, and there's no air conditioning there. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought um, that was weird. I I grew up kind of you know pseudo Christian and. I always thought it was an odd concept that this loving God would be so willing to throw anyone honestly into hell, but, but babies in particular um, into hell for not being, being baptized, but not about me, this is about you. So tell me more about um, 
what changed for you? So you grew up in this Catholic upbringing. Was there a certain point where you figured out that just wasn't for you? Uh, probably from the first time that I stepped into a Catholic church. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any choice in the matter. Yeah. Because because my mother was Catholic. Yeah. And um, um, so I, I, I went until I didn't have to. Yeah. And then uh, I had no spirituality mm. until I was I, uh, 15, I think. Oh, wow. And um, on summer vacation, the uh, family had a, a cabin uh, down by a river, mm. and um, there was no electricity, no, no running water, an outhouse. <laughs> and I spent the summer there reading the Bible. Fun. I read the Bible from cover to cover. Yeah. Um, when I was a, a, a kid in, uh, in, involved in Catholicism, I wanted to be a priest when I grew up, but it, really, but, but not because of spirituality, not because of piety. Uh, yeah. The priest was the center of the community. Ah, uh, yes. And I wanted attention, <laughs> so I wanted to be a priest until I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show, and then I wanted to be a musician. <laughs> okay, so you, so it was less about uh, piety. It was less about uh, religiosity. It was about. I want to be the center. I want people coming to me for some kind of fulfillment. I want to be the center of the community. I want to be adored. Yes. I want to be adored. Yeah. Yeah. And how did, so do you still see that as a part of who you are or did that change? Um, it changed somewhat. Um, yeah. Like um, um, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm. He never said, Satan, go away. Right. <laughs> because, because that's not possible. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the phenomena that we call um, Lucifer or mm -hmm. what the Buddhists call Mara. Yes. Um, the illusion of existence yeah. is going to be with us until the day we die. Yeah. What we can do is say, get thee behind me mm -hmm. and um, reject the illusion, even though you have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. One of my students once said that. Um, when a man is enlightened, he still has to do the laundry. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Even bodhisattvas have to wash the dishes here and there, right? right. right. <laughs> so when you hear Christians talk about casting out the devil, casting out demons, do you, it sounds like you might disagree with, with that concept that you can't, the, the devil can never, the concept of the devil, the concept of Lucifer, and I know those are two different things can never really be out of our milieu. It's, it's still going to be around us. Is that correct? It's part of the engine of creation. Yeah. Uh, if you look at um, the fourfold name of God, yad heh vo -he, mm -hmm. uh, the Tetragrammaton. Yeah. Um, you have the letter He, which is feminine, mm -hmm. which is connected to water. Yeah. In the Bible, it says that there was a firmament that divided the water from the water. And you can see that in the name. Hey, vo, hey. Mm. It's that division in the middle. That division is the element of wind, which is, you know, Lucifer, of course, is the, the prince of the powers of the air. Mm -hmm. So uh, that illusion is of separation, mm. that we are separate from God's creation. Mm -hmm. 
and we're not. It's that that is the illusion. Mm-hmm. Lucifer told us that, um, and I, and I don't, I don't say that there's a literal Lucifer, right? <laughs> um, but in in Genesis, Lucifer says, um, if you eat of the tree of knowledge, mm-hmm. you will not surely die. You'll live forever in right. some form, reincarnation, yeah, um, heaven, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, you you will always exist, mm. and your eyes will be open, and you will become like God, being able to choose for yourself what is good and what is evil. Mm. The illusion of free will. And that mm. separation is like a film of a bubble. Yeah. And there, there's, a, there's water within the bubble. It's mm. only separated from the ocean by this illusionary film that is soon to dissolve and go away. Mm-hmm. And the bubble will merge back into the ocean. Mm. So this separation, this illusion of separation, I feel like in most mystical religious traditions, there is this idea that we're all one when you get down to it. You see this in several religions at the at the esoteric level. So modern Christianity, in my view, seems to kind of more harp on, like you were talking about, God is over here, we're over here, all these separations. Do you think that's a mistake? Do you think that's kind of preventing modern Christians or, or really anybody from understanding true spirituality or understanding the nature of the universe? And I know that's a huge question, so feel free to answer any part of that question. Well, um, I think, for one thing, I think any spiritual endeavor yeah. that focuses away from the self, mm-hmm. focuses at something other than self, is valid. Mm-hmm. Um, are are there errors? There, there. Are, uh, as long as you're gonna, as long as we're living in the realm of duality, there's going to be errors. Mm-hmm. Everything contains the seed of its own contradiction. Mm-hmm. So, um, a mistake. There are no mistakes. Mm. Uh, it's uh, I. I will use Christian terminology and say that God has a plan. Yes. <laughs> But um, in my terminology, the, co- the, the law of cause and effect is sovereign. Mm-hmm. There, there's, uh, Jesus said, God is not mocked. You will reap what you have sown. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will. So we need to be careful of, I, I liken a person's life to a garden. Mm. You have, um, flowers and weeds in your garden and the ratio of flowers to weeds depends on the seeds that were planted mm-hmm. from the beginning of time yeah and what you can do for yourself is to be careful be mindful of what seeds are planted in your garden while Consciously and lovingly removing the weeds mm-hmm. from your garden, mm-hmm. and that's basically all that we can do as human beings. That's what we're here for. So I feel like your garden 
has probably been very well kept. Um, you have years and years and years of trying a lot of different religious traditions and, and paths. At what point did you come to that understanding that you needed to gently and lovingly pull some of those weeds? Or do you find that every path that you've had has given you something to plant in your garden? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even, even Catholicism. Yeah. Tell me about, uh, so what did Catholicism give you that you thought was a, a seed worth, worth uh, germinating? That there, um, well, let me, let me, de let me demonstrate that by telling you about my initiation yes. into Shurit Shab Yoga. Yeah. And, and this will il illustrate uh, 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 the answer to your question. Um, I, at the time, was a, a, a very, very narrow-minded Christian. And um, I was asked to interview a, a, an Indian guru named uh, Darshan Singh. Mm -hmm. And I was all prepared. I had my little list of questions. And I was going to spiritually rip him apart and expose <laughs> him to the devil that he was. <laughs> and, and this was all being recorded. Yeah. And um, needless to say, by the end of the conversation, I had agreed to accept initiation from him. What in the world happened during that conversation? <laughs> he never attacked uh, Christianity. Yeah. He never um, undermined what I believed. Yeah. All he did was plant seeds carefully mm -hmm. by saying things like, um, what do you think? Oh. Does this make sense to you? What about this? And by the end, I was thinking, this man is at least harmless. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> at the very least, he's harmless. So I, I went for initiation. Mm -hmm. There was about 100 people in an auditorium. And he gave us a mantra to say. Mm. And we were told to close our eyes and concentrate on the third eye mm -hmm. and repeat this mantra. And we were supposed to have an inner experience. Um, some people more than others, uh, see, seeing stars, oh. uh, leave, leaving the body. Oh, um, just, um, it varies on, on each person's karmic level at that time. <laughs> and, um, eventually, uh, he he would stop the meditation. Uh, did everybody have an experience? The ones that did were dismissed from the auditorium. They were initiated. Wow. This happened two or three times until I was the last one left. So you didn't have an experience, any of those? T oh, my God. So that, how did that make you feel to see all these people get initiated after having their experiences and you didn't? Well, uh, I, I was confused. Yeah. I was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, he came to me, took me by the hand. We left the auditorium. We went through the lobby. We went up the stairs. He took me to his his private room. Yeah. Sat me in a chair. And with his thumbs, he rubbed my eyes. And then tapped me on the forehead and said, okay, uh, meditate again on the mantra. And, of course, having your eyes stimulated like that, I saw all you kinds saw of stars. Yeah, yeah. And um, when it was over, 
he he said the weirdest thing. He said, are you satisfied? What did you say? I said, yes. Thinking, uh, yes, I'm satisfied that I was right originally. You're a humbug. <laughs> so, okay. what? So did you leave at this point? Did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you left at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I went through a period of, of agnosticism after uh, that. Yeah, there, I can is, see how that could lead to that, yeah. There, there is no spirituality. There's nothing out there. There's yeah. just me and this life. Yeah. And uh, so I set about trying to make my life as comfortable hmm. uh, as possible. Materialism. Money. Yeah. Money became my God. Yeah. And um, years later, after I... Uh, after I had gone, drifted back into spirituality, yeah, um, I realized what he had done. Mm-hmm. My ego at that time, uh, I, I was in a in a band that had released uh, uh, two albums worldwide and nice. had gotten pretty good sales. Yeah, and um, I considered myself a rock star. I mean, I I uh, I rub shoulders with with Rush. Oh wow! Canvas. Wow. Um, and my ego was enormous <laughs> and out of control. Yeah, out of control. And later on, I realized that that if I would have been opened up to spirituality, mm-hmm. I would have become a demon. You think so? Yes. Tell me more about would... this. So you're saying that if in that state where your ego was enormous. If you had also been spiritual, that would have been a bad combination. Yes. Why? Yes. Because um, back to get thee behind me, Satan. Uh-huh. Satan would have been in my forefront. Yeah. Because Satan is the ego. Mm-hmm. So um, he would have led. Yeah. And who knows where. Uh, I mean, all you have to do is take a look at at. at um, Jimmy Swaggart. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Any TV, any TV evangelist. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can see where that leads to. Yeah. Uh, spirituality that is that is guided by the darker side of your personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what came to mind as you were saying that, um, and you'll have to excuse me because it's been a long time since I've I've read the Bible, but. I believe there's, uh, you know, Satan is is showing Jesus like all the land and says, you can have all of this. I'll give you all this if you'll just stop fasting, I believe. I'm sorry. Like I said, I haven't read it in a while, but that's what all you need to do is all you need to do is bow to me. Exactly. That's what came to mind as soon as you said that, that he was like, you can have all of this. And, and, um, and I wonder if that is, I, I feel like that is a common issue in any situation like you were talking about where i want to be adored i want people to see me that is a risk uh and it, it's it's a risk in in the spiritual world it's a, it's a risk in televangelism but it's a risk in music it's a risk in uh entertainment it's probably a mm-hmm. risk for regular folks uh just everywhere Inter- interacting with each other yeah it's people, just normal people interacting with each other. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 human beings are very perceptive. Yes. 
And uh, sometimes they're not aware of what they're perceiving. Yeah. And if a person perceives me mm-hmm. or you or anyone else as being a saint mm. um, above me somehow, mm-hmm. then that person, whether he knows it or not, is going to pick up on that. Yeah. And then he has to maintain that illusion. Yeah. And he will um, mislead, lie. Mm in order to maintain that illusion. Wow. So how do we prevent that? How do we make sure that we're not getting to the point where we're (laughs) inflating ourselves to the point where we do things like that? We look at our lives as a garden Mm -hmm. and we try to pluck that weed out by saying, okay, there you are. I see you get thee behind me. Mm Mm-hmm. So it takes self-reflection and self-awareness in order to do this. Yes. Yeah. And and, uh, that grows as you practice. Yeah. As you weed your garden, sometimes it seems like you're not making any progress. Yeah. Or that the weeds are winning. Yeah. But what you do in that instance is just do the laundry. Yeah. Get get on with your life. Yeah. And and nature will take care of itself as long as you keep doing trying to do the right thing. Mm. When you are in your agnosticism um journey did you take anything positive from that was there anything good that came from agnosticism and that viewpoint well at this point in my life i think that that everything that i experience is for the good Mm -hmm. in fact the 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 bible says something like uh, about that Mm -hmm. that um um that the evil that comes into your life is is eventually for your good yeah and it's really hard to see that, yeah. you know, uh, um, a parent whose child dies of, of cancer at mm-hmm. age nine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is this what, is this the God that I worship? Yeah. Um, it can, it can shake their faith, but yeah. maybe their faith needs to be shooken, mm-hmm. shooken, shaken, 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 shaken. shaken. I like yeah. shooken. I like shooken. <laughs> so then... I mean, I know this is the biggest question, but then what is the nature of God? Who is God? Ooh, yeah, ooh. yeah. <laughs> big one. I know it's a big, it's a big one. <laughs> um, that, it, for, for, for the seeker, mm-hmm. that is um, one of the last hurdles yeah. that you have to get over. Yeah. Um. Because once you put a face on God, if if anyone tells you what God is, what God wants, mm-hmm. what God says, yeah, walk away. <laughs> I feel like a um, lot of people say that. Though. I feel like a lot of religions tell you, not all of them, but a lot do. At least a lot of religious communities will tell you this is who God is. That's pretty common. Mm-hmm. And this is what God wants you to do. Yeah. Yeah. God's plan for you. Yeah. How do you know God? You're discussing my life with God? Apparently, they have a phone. They have a direct line to God. They are just <laughs> on the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what God is. Yeah. Um, if, you take, if you take a look, go back to the book of Genesis mm-hmm. and think about um, in the beginning, That word in Hebrew is Bereshith. Mm. 
which means with the beginning. Mm, okay. So uh, God, whatever that is, with beginning created the universe. So the first thing that had to be created was the will to create. Ah. That that is a barrier. That's that's a wall. And um you cannot the Bible also says if you see the face of God and it's death. Yeah. Uh, that's because the you become aware that you don't that your ego is non existent. It's manufactured from the day you're born. And if your ego goes you go, you die. Then you, then, yeah, you are the ego. Yeah, you are the ego. So you just dissolve back into the everything, I suppose. Ah, uh, probably sunlight fading in the grass. <laughs> wow. That just hit me straight in my chest. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but, but you can also thank uh, the Young Bloods from the 1960s. It's a song. Oh, is it? <laughs> came I'm up with take, that i was like i'm not taking credit for it i was like oh my gosh where did he come that is well thank you young bloods that is that was beautiful but is that how yep. you see it is that do you agree with that metaphor yeah. okay yes i do yes i do um we'll soon pass away yeah and there'll be nothing left uh the buddha said that there is no transmigration of a soul yeah of a self yeah when 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 you die, everything that you falsely believed was you mm -hmm. will just fade away. But what does carry on are your thoughts, words, and deeds, mm. because they affect the flow of karma. They affect they affect the flow of cause and effect. Mm. They they affect the people around you, the circumstances, and the society that you live in. Mm. Mm. Do you feel like you would have any awareness of this after you're gone? Or is the part that would have awareness, does that die as well? The, the awareness that we have, I think, is probably the reason that we're created to begin with. Mm. Um, our existence is not without purpose. Um, our existence was preordained at the moment of the Big Bang, mm. at the moment of creation. And it's not for us. Our life is not for us. Our life is feeding the stream of cause and effect. Sure. Now, what, what is the stream for? What is God's purpose? Um, and back to your original question, what is God? God is that which is just over the horizon. Mm. It's unknowable, without labels, forms, or human attributes. Yeah. Wow. And if you look at that and you say that every, everything that exists here somehow is for that and because of that. Mm-hmm then the ego loses a lot of its importance and it's a, a lot easier to say, get thee behind me. Yeah. Yeah. That is very big. Um, and I, I love that you said that life is not without purpose because I think sometimes when we are exploring these ideas and we're exploring 
what any of this is. Sometimes we get to that point, and maybe you felt like this in your agnosticism era, that there is no purpose to what we're doing. That, okay, I'm going to die and maybe my awareness, you know, changes, maybe it goes away, maybe it doesn't. Um, but you do see life as having purpose and, and meaning, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, uh, it's not a meaning for us and it's not a purpose for us. Yeah. Um, to go to go back to you remember when you were a kid and, and you were you would look up at the stars and you would say, you know, what if we were made up of our own universe, mm -hmm. that our bodies was a universe mm -hmm. and uh, somewhere deep down in there, there's a, a, a person who's laying up and looking at all of these stars and saying, what if I'm a universe? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I forgot where that was going. <laughs> you know what? I feel like that that anytime we we get into these big conversations like this, we're just talking about meaning and purpose. But um, the follow up question that I had to that you you mentioned earlier that our I think you said our our lives were preordained at the Big Bang, right? So it was predestined that we were going to be here. So does that mean that? all of the moments in our lives, all of the events, all of the things that happen to us, do you think those are all predestined as well? Do you think there's one way that things um, unravel or to go back to, we touched on free will. Do you think we have free will to change everything that happens in our lives? Let me ask you this. Uh -huh. um, if you've got a, a clean sheet that you're going to put on your bed, mm -hmm. today's Wednesday, it's time to change the sheets. Mm -hmm. And you take the sheet out of the drawer uh -huh. and you notice that there's a smudge on it. Mm -hmm. Is that sheet clean? Whew, this feels like a, a Buddhist koan. Um, I guess, no, it's not clean. No. No. So uh, how can you have cause and effect with a smudge of free will on it? How can you have cause and effect with the smudge of free will on it? So are you saying that, oh my gosh, I was not, it's, I haven't had my coffee yet. And I feel like I'm, I'm being. <laughs> Here, I'll pour some. Yeah, yeah, please. I need it. So, okay. How, so it sounds like what you're saying is that every, I hope what you're saying is every action has, everything has an effect. Everything I do has an effect. Right. Okay. But, but every choice that you make. Um, is the illusion of free will because it's been preordained ah. by the circumstances that lead up to that choice. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it, it feels like we have free will, but really every yeah. decision, every choice that we've all made, the fact, the idea, the, the choice to have this conversation, this was all at the big bang was, was free ordained. Yes. That is somewhat comforting in a way, you know, I, I mm -hmm. think that, at least for me, and I, I, I can only speak for myself with sometimes my anxiety about, okay, what to do next? What's going to happen? Having this idea that, okay, this was already decided and I'm just kind of playing it out. That's a little bit comforting that I, I can kind of relax and know that every choice that I'm making is the choice that I was going to make anyway. Yes. Yeah. But that with that enlightenment, you still have to do the laundry. 
Yeah, and I hate that because I, for me, it's the dishes. I don't want to yeah. go. I know that there is a sink full of dishes at home. When I go home today, I'm going to have to do them. I saw them this morning. I could have done them, and I still have to do them, even though I'm trying to go on this journey of understanding what is going on in this world. After this conversation, I'm going to have to do more work, and I hate that. But that, you know, how do you feel about that? I, I want to know how that makes you feel to know that everything's pre. Do, do you worry? Do you still have worries about? doing the laundry or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, you can, you can tell Satan to get behind thee, Yeah. but he's always going to sneak around the side. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell him to go away. <laughs> uh, the illusion is there. The ego is there. Yeah. Um, one of my students asked me one time, what do you get out of being the teacher? Oh, and I answered him honestly. Yeah. I said, my ego gets a huge stroke. <laughs> I've got this. I've got this vision of me sitting on a mountain, yeah, with with the multitudes coming up the mountain yeah. to seek my wisdom. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I still, I still wrestle with that. Yes, yeah. I mean, I think. I, I, I mean, sure. Every every teacher probably does at a certain point, right? I mean, I, I wasn't it the Buddha. I hope. So. I hope so, right. We hope so. I and mean, I think <laughs> the Buddha. I think the Buddha said, "If you meet the Buddha, kill the Buddha." Right. I mean, there, there's this, you know. I think it's human, right, for us to want to be admired on a certain level. I mean, I I have a video podcast. I, on some level, I want people to look at me, um, even though I am exploring these ideas that are are bigger than me. And I think we all have to, at some point, whatever whatever we do in life, get the devil behind you. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right about that. It's it's so easy um, for us to, I guess, go down that road of destruction, in a way. Uh, well, we're all on the road to destruction. Okay. In one way or another. Yeah. Like Bob Dylan said, you've got to serve somebody. It might be the devil, might be the Lord, yeah. but you got to serve somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're all on that path. Yeah. 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 It's interesting to put it that way. Um, but again, I mean, I, I feel like going back to, well, then let me ask you this. The, and I know that, I think I already know the answer to this because we we discussed this, but for someone who ends up letting ego rule their life and, you know, lives out uh, uh, a path where they are constantly seeking uh, admiration, they're not reflecting, and they spend their whole life that way. That was preordained, it sounds like, from the Big Bang. That was preordained for, forever. <laughs> How does that serve... The greater picture. Well, uh, let's say for an instance, and 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 I I kind of resist doing this. Sure. But let's say for an instant that um, God needs us, almost like the um, the nerves, the, the brain need the nerves of the body. Sure. To gather experience, mm. to experience everything that's possible to experience. Um, then what you're going through, whether, whether you end up being a pious monk mm. in a monastery or a serial killer, mm. um, that experience is desired and necessary mm. for, um, God's purpose mm -hmm. of, of reaching out and experiencing everything. Mm. 
do you think we reincarnate and get to experience another life that's different? No. No. So one life. One life. One life. Uh, as the Buddha said, there is no transmigration of a self. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit because I, I know we we jumped around a little bit with some of the different religious paths that you have been through. You were a Catholic. Um, you <laughs> were initiated, uh, semi-initiated into that yoga community. You were agnostic. Tell me about some other paths that you, ex uh, you know, experienced or, or or tried, because I'm sure one of those probably did teach reincarnation or teach things that you no longer um, consider to be true or part of your your current path. Can you tell me about some of those other ones? Sure. Yeah. Um, going back to um, directly after my initiation, yeah. when I became uh, uh, not an atheist. Mm. I was an agnostic. I didn't care yeah. uh, if there was a God. Yeah. And um, eventually, I got interested in magic mm. um, it, it, as a means to control situations and people. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> I, I got involved in ceremonial magic, yeah. the, the Golden Dawn, yes. Alistair Crowley. Yeah, hermeticism and yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And um, that eventually led me to Kabbalah, yeah. which is um, the starting point mm -hmm. for, in, for, for the study of true magic. Yeah. And that is, um, the Kabbalah is the, the mystical aspect of... Um, the Tanakh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the books of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. um, with, with principles of Kabbalah, the Old Testament was unlocked mm. for me. And I could see, um, for instance, the story of Moses in Egypt. Um, you have the, the Nile River, which is the source of life. Uh, it's also uh, can can kabbalistically, it's the stream of cause and effect, mm. the initial vibration that flowed out and create everything that we know. That vibration, uh, by the way, in, in Eastern traditions, is called Nam mm. or Om. Yeah, and um, so you've got that initial vibration, and you've got the ego who thinks he rules the land. That's the Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Moses, which is the, um, the desire for spiritual reality, mm -hmm. deliverance, sure. enlightenment. Now, if you remember the story, uh, his brother Aaron uh, was handed the staff by Moses to do all of the miracles that were done. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually, they humbled the ego, Pharaoh, mm -hmm. and, and were allowed to leave Egypt, which is the, which is the physical incarnation, mm -hmm. the, the illusion of the physical incarnation. Mm -hmm. And so they, they, they left. Um, the people always wonder why the Bible says that... Uh, after they left, that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He per- and he went after them and pursued them. Mm-hmm. Um, the ego will not let go. <laughs> yeah. Until it until it's destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And it it never will be destroyed. It it will it will go with you to the grave. Yeah. Um. And and that that's the 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 spiritual image that I get out of the story of Moses mm. because because of the Kabbalistic training that I went through. So let's go back a little bit. There's a, there's multiple things here that I, I want to. This is also juicy and delicious. All of this. So the first thing, let's go back. What is magic? If you were gonna, because I think we all have a different conception of what that is. We we see cartoon witches. We see what's in pop culture. We see people who practice Wicca. We see people who have the wheel of the year. What just what is magic in your view? Well, I'll quote Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Magic is the um, the formation of the material universe in conformance with one one's will, mm-hmm. making change mm-hmm. in conformance with one's will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true, but. A, a single person or an ego cannot control that magic mm. because that magic, that that um, transformation is a result of the stream of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the illusion that we make the change. Yeah. So um, magic in the conventional um, definition is pure illusion. <laughs> so do you see any point to to practicing magic then? It sounds like there is no point. No, there is a point to everything. Yeah. Uh I'm not going to disparage Wicca yeah. or Christianity. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, anything that that focuses our mind away from self, from self. Yeah. is positive. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit more about your your training in Kabbalah. And I love, you know, how the the story of Moses and, and Pharaoh unlocked as you were going through um your Kabbalistic training. Tell me more about Kabbalah and and is that something that you still consider part of your path? How does that um impact how you see the universe and yourself and the world? Um where do you, you want me to start with Kabbalah? Yes, I know that was, again, I know I do big questions. Kabbalah, yes. Tell me more about Kabbalah and, and yeah. Uh, well, Kabbalah is based on the uh, Tree of yeah. Life. And there are 10 branches to the Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're called uh, sephra or emanations from the divine. Mm-hmm. Uh, these branches are also uh, uh, mirrored in, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 10 plagues of Egypt. Yeah. And the Ten Commandments. Oh, wow. Um, one is the egotistical view yeah. of the Tree of yeah. Life. And one is the acceptance that we are not in control. <laughs> wow. And that's the difference. It's a matter of perception. Yeah. The, the, the Ten Commandments viewed by the ego are the Ten Plagues of Egypt. <laughs> so you're saying they mirror one another? Yes. Wow. You, you can't... You, uh, every 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 sunlit rock has a shadow. Yeah. Well, yes. 
So, okay. So <laughs> can you match a couple of them up for me? Because now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, see. So you're saying each commandment and each plague match up. Probably, but I've I haven't done that. Yeah, work. okay. I haven't I haven't looked into it from that aspect. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to take a look. But I would say, but I would say probably. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. Um, I see we're we're getting close to the the end of the show, so I want to make sure um we also talk about the path of water, um because this is something that I had never heard about before, and I, I my very basic understanding is that it is connected to baptism in some way, but I want to hear what that is. That's your sounds like that's your current path. Yeah. Uh, Kabbalah, uh, dumped me on the shores of, of, uh, the path of water. Yeah. And, um, to, to finish up the, the last question, yeah. the, the, the purpose of Kabbalah or Christianity or any other path mm -hmm. is to deliver you to the window of the beloved. Mm. It's like a ladder. Yeah to the window of the beloved. And once you, we, once you reach that window, you no longer need the ladder. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you pull it inside, it's going to get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've found that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, uh, you, you're going to have to um, view the path that you're on is temporary. Yeah. 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 Now the path of water. Yeah. Um, the, the human body is made up of what? 60% water. Yeah. Um, the earth is made up of, I think 70%, a little bit more. Sure. Now the human brain is made up of 80 to 85% water. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the, scientifically speaking, of the path of water. There's a, a, a scientist in Japan named, um, Oh, Dr. Emoto. Are you talking about perhaps? Yes. You. I yes. love Dr. Emoto. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> then, then you know that, that human interaction with, with molecules of yes. water brings order to the substance. Yes. yes. He also uh, maintains that there's memory, yes. that memory is stored. Yeah. And that's why the brain is 80% water. Ah, <laughs> I never connected those two. I never connected those two. That's phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressed that you know of his work. I, no, I no. am fascinated by that. I, I watched a short documentary on this years ago and, and uh, you know, he did the, the, the rice and the plants and, and speaking to one with positive words and speaking to the other one with negative words and seeing, you know, how this one thrived. And then this one, you know, started to decay and die. And that's why I always try to speak positive affirmations to myself because I'm like my, all of my molecules, my whole body is listening. Um, so yes, I, yes, yes, I love doctor. <laughs> I love his work. I love his work. Yeah. yeah. Which take, which takes us back to the analogy of the garden. Yeah. Uh, what what you're doing yeah. when you speak uh, affirmations to yourself yeah. uh, are planting the good yes. seed, yeah, and uh, consciously and lovingly removing the yeah. weeds as you go through yeah. your life. Yeah, the, the 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 water has memory, mm -hmm. and the water flows on. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love it. So is that that's the path of water? There's more to it, but um, basically, it delivered me to 
one principle yeah. that I believe will lead to enlightenment. Mm. And that principle is the complete acceptance of the sovereignty of cause and effect. Mm. No smudges on the sheet. Yeah. That study, accepting, accepting that, that cause and effect is, is without exception, as Jesus said, God is not mocked. Mm -hmm. What you sow, that also will you reap. When we accept that as universal law that cannot be escaped, and then we follow it back to its source, we realize that the possibility of free will is, is ridiculous. It's illusion. Yeah. That leads you to that moment of peace that you experienced when you picture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's something just happened. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see it in yeah. your eyes. It's, 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 um, yeah, I had like a little moment. <laughs> I had a little moment of, um, it's like something was removed as you said that. It was like something fell away as you said that. That's the only way I could describe it, um, which to me is uh, a signal of like divine truth, I guess. That's the only way I can. I'm sure as I watch watch this back later, I'll be like, oh my goodness, you look so silly just staring off into the sunset as <laughs> he gave you that truth. But yeah, that that um, that really hit me because like I said before, sometimes I get in my head and I get so anxious and worried about everything going on and I don't need to. <laughs> I no. don't need to. No, realizing that you're not in control is such peace. Yeah. That helps <laughs> a lot. Wow. So, oh God, I feel like I'm. You're gonna have to come on the show because I've I have a million more questions. But I guess two things that I want to get to before we wrap up is one, I, I want to talk about your book. Um, but two, what advice do you give to spiritual seekers? A, a lot of people who are going to be watching the show are people who are trying to figure out what they believe, trying to figure out their spiritual path, maybe people who left traditional religious paths. Um, what's your advice to them? To live your life with uh, patience and empathy. Um, as Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself and love God above all things. If you if you follow that, you can't you you can't go astray. You you will eventually come to the shores of renunciation, and you'll be free. Amen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, well, can I get an amen? Um, that's also my favorite verse uh, in the Bible, so I loved it. Um, you you said that. Um, but yeah, let's end with talking about your book that you wrote. I, I want to hear about this. Okay. Uh, the, the, the book is called uh, Who Do Men Say That I mm. Am? Uh, what in, it, it's two parts. One is a, an alternative gospel, a gospel according to Rex Bundy. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it. 
And the second part is the philosophy that brought that about. Okay. I, in my studies, the, the, the one thing, and, and, I, and I use this as a club. Ooh, excuse me. Good coffee. <laughs> uh, I used it as a club against Christians. Mm. Uh, and um, I, no, I no longer do that, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, this club existed of the facts that nobody who had anything to do with the New Testament ever met Jesus? Yeah. Talked to him? That's a fact, yeah. Heard him yeah. speak? Yeah. Um, the, the first book of the Bible was written 40 years after his yes. death. Yeah. So, um, no one can, and since he taught his disciples in private, mm -hmm. and none of his disciples wrote anything yeah. down, despite them giving the disciples names to the Gospels, which is... Um, a fabrication of the sure, church. Yeah. Um, so since he taught his disciples in private and none of that has been revealed, mm -hmm. um, we can't know what Jesus taught or what he believed yeah. or who he was. Uh, we, we don't mm -hmm. know. All, all we have is the word of, of Paul or Saul of yeah. Tarsus. Yeah. And so since we didn't have any knowledge of his true teaching, I resorted back to um, what um, uh, that that scientist in the fourteenth, I think, it was fourteenth century, mm. Isaac mm, Newton, yeah. had had a uh, a Bible that he took all of the narration out, all of the all of the uh, miracles, mm -hmm. and all that was left was the saints. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and he hid that Bible because if the church found it, he would have been yeah, condemned. Yeah, probably not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did that. Yeah. And then I took the teaching of the Buddha, yeah. uh, the uh, Bhagavad yeah. Gita, from from the Hindu tradition, um, all of the sacred books, and tried to put those those bits of wisdom within that story yeah. of Jesus. So Jesus teaches a a, a completely different flavor mm -hmm. of uh, of teaching yeah. in 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 the my my little gospel, yeah. and the the end of it is called the 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 back of it is called the one tree, and that's the philosophy of the path of water, mm -hmm. which um, led to that to that gospel. Phenomenal, the gospel according to Rex. I love that. I'm so excited. I can't wait to read it. I should have I should have named it. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, you can always do a second edition and 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 name it that. I love that. Um so where can people find your book and where can people find you? Uh the book is available on Amazon, yeah. um Walmart, any any place that you can order books, you can order Who do Men Say That I Am. Yeah. Um I can be reached. Can, can I give a absolutely? An email address? And I'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, Temple seven 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 at hotmail dot com. Wonderful, wonderful. And I think you have a YouTube page as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's called Apotheosis: The Path of Water. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Rex, this was phenomenal. I feel like I should have been taking more notes. I feel like I should have brought some notebooks. And I, I really felt like we went to school today. I loved it. <laughs> you, you 
you did a magnificent job. You're very good. Thank you. I mean, listen. I, I stroke that ego. No, 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 no. We already <laughs> talked about this. No, 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 no. You need to say you're terrible. You're not good at this stuff. <laughs> oh. No, you, you might take me to heart. And then you right, 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 right. And then, yeah. there's, my dear, you, you are planting seeds. I appreciate that. Thank you. And you don't want to stop planting it's, seeds, so I would not discourage I, you. I appreciate that so much. I thank you. That that means a lot to me because this is a passion project. This is something that I care about, and I am so thankful that there's other folks in this world that care about this stuff too, and are willing to have me ask them a million questions like you allowed me to do today. So thank you, thank you so much. This was fun. We'll have to do this again. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Highly Spiritual Person podcast. I really hope you found this conversation inspiring and uplifting. If you did, please consider hitting that like button and subscribing to our channel for more updates. And remember, sharing is caring, so if you think others would benefit from this content, don't hesitate to share it with your friends and family. We'll be back with more exciting content, so stay tuned and stay curious.